Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Phil Drysdale Show. And it's a Monday, so we have another episode of Understanding Deconstruction. Today's episode is titled, What is Happening to Me? And I am sure if you have been deconstructing, you have asked this question before. It is um, an existential journey to deconstruct. It is terrifying. It is confusing. It is um, uncertain. And something that I have discovered over the years as I've looked at this a bit more broadly, as I've taken a step out of my religious deconstruction and just looked at how I'm developing and growing as a whole, I've realized that there's something broader happening to me. This isn't just about losing my faith or changing my faith. This is about growing up as a human. And so as I looked at different models of um, psychology, and behavioral theory and things like that, I came across a whole branch of psychology called developmental theory. And this is a branch of um, studies that's occurred over the last sort of 80, 90 years now. And there's over a hundred different developmental models. You'll have come across some things like uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a very, very popular one. And actually one of the the less kind of um, profound ones uh, and, and less kind of uh, uh, backed up ones as well. Um, but there's, there's dozens and dozens of these models, uh, over a hundred really. Um, and what they do is they show us that there is a particular trajectory in which humans develop. They, they grow up. And so, and this is from a psychological perspective. And so just as you could map how maybe humans physically grow up and, and say, generally speaking, by the time they get to this age, they'll start to, um, you know, d- develop uh, in puberty. They'll, they'll have all sorts of different changes in their body. In the same way, behavioral Um, experts and psychologists have looked at how humans develop over the years and they go, oh gosh, yes. So they start without any kind of understanding of the other. And then in time, they develop a bit of empathy, usually around the age of four or five. It's a bit different for, um, generally speaking, for uh, females and males. Um, But yeah, generally speaking, empathy will develop around the age of four or five. And then after that, they'll start to um, you know, work together as a team a bit more. They'll want to be part of a, a unit uh, to a, a larger degree. Um, and then they'll start creating their own identity, this individualism like a teenager would. Um, and so there's these kind of stages of development that, pe- that most people move in in a fairly linear fashion. You don't jump from being a baby that can't distinguish between itself and a blanket it's nibbling on to a teenager that's seeking their identity. Uh, you know, you, you need to go through the stages of being a toddler, which also in a funny different way is seeking their identity. Um, but the point being, this can be a really grounding thing to understand. This can really bring some safety and security to our understanding of what's happening to us. When we realize that um, the process we're going through as we deconstruct is part of something much bigger we're just growing up as humans. We are just developing psychologically. We are just transitioning from the stage prior to us, which is uh, a conventional stage, to a stage after that, which um, moves beyond the conventional. And and we'll go into this in the episode. I'm not going to give you all in the preamble and try and sum it up so quickly. Um, And there's so much more to this than I can even begin to cover in this episode. I'll, I'll, at the end, kind of point you in some different directions where you can really unpack this stuff. Feel free to message me on Instagram if you need to talk about this or or find more um, resources or links or anything like that. Um, but this is a huge topic. And, and the beauty of it is, right, well, this might feel like um, it's painting a picture of what the future holds for you. It doesn't really overly do that. Um, it, it can tell you maybe if you continue to develop and grow psychologically how you approach the world, but it won't tell you what you'll believe or, or um, why you'll necessarily even believe those things. 
Um, and so as you deconstruct and you're not sure where you're going, what's happening to you, what, what, what's going on, what, what will I believe, will I become an atheist, will I become a progressive Christian, will I go back into conventional Christianity, that can be so uncertain. I can't tell you what you'll believe. I can't tell you what deconstruction looks like for you as far as where you land. I've worked with tens of thousands of people and they all land in a slightly different place. There's generalities for sure. There's more likely places to land than other places. Absolutely. But everyone's journey is unique. But if we take a step back and we look at this broader change, this psychological development that's occurring, that religious deconstruction is only a part within, we can see, oh gosh, this is where I used to be and this is where I am now. This is the stage I'm in. And of course it feels very different. Of course I'm having problems connecting with people that are in a prior stage. Of course they're having a problem understanding where I'm coming from. Um, giving this um, model and, and understanding the ways in which humans develop psychologically can be so grounding because it might not tell us where we'll end up in our deconstruction journey, but it can encourage us that we are on the same journey that everyone else is on. To some degree or another, we all go through this to some to some point. Some of us stop developing and we, we, we cease to uh, expand psychologically and push ourselves. And so some people will never grow beyond the conventional stage of life. And that's why maybe you have your grandparents sitting very much in conventional Christianity, very happy with their life, very happy with their black and white approach to uh, politics or identity or whatever it might be, and you've grown beyond them. So it's not just limited to age, but Generally speaking, those that continue to grow are going to keep growing in a certain direction. And so it helps you understand that you belong to something and it's called the human race. This is how we all grow up. This, these models, there's over a hundred models and most of them have been done across dozens of different countries, well beyond just the Western world. And um, they've been done with people from no education right through to quite advanced, you know, postgraduate education. Um, they've been done on people across a whole range of different ages. Um, these developmental models are not limited to a certain culture, a certain group, a certain race. All people, all humans go through these stages as they develop. It's just part of being human. And so this is really helpful as you're looking at deconstruction. It will give you language for how you are evolving, how you are developing. It will help you understand where you are today, where you've been, and it might even point to some of the ways that you are going to grow. Again, not what you'll end up believing, but how you'll approach life in the future potentially, the ways that you'll open up and be able to engage with the world. And so this is really helpful and, and I really hope that you engage with this. I hope that this is a good introduction for you to give you a rough taste of what's going on. But I do hope as well that uh, if it grabs you that you do continue on in looking into this. I've got lots of resources on this. There are many other resources out there that will um, help you uh, explore how humans grow up, what's happening to you, how you might um, find a bit of peace in this process. Because it's really scary, this process, losing faith, questioning your faith, losing um, connections with others, with God, with yourself, unraveling your identity, your purpose, your meaning in life. How do I have meaning? What about my morality and everything else that's wrapped up in that? All these things can be answered as we look at how development occurs and, and the direction that it grows in. Um, and so I hope this is helpful for you. But before we start, excuse me, something stuck in my throat. Before we start, um, just want to remind you all, check out the deconstructionnetwork.com, a free resource to help you find other people that are deconstructing in your local area and make connections, make friendships. 
um, start to rebuild community for those of you that feel isolated and lonely in this process do check out the deconstructionnetwork.com um, and also everything I'm doing is free all these resources are free I talk to people for four or five hours a day on Instagram all of that is free I give absolutely everything away for free and it is a full-time job and so I can only do that because of people that are patrons or uh, or partners depending on which website you use to sign up um, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash phil drysdale or phildrysdale.com slash partner um, they're both the same I think uh, phildrysdale.com it's a little bit less of a cut patron take their cut um, but either one um, will allow you to support what I'm doing and continue to do everything I do for free. As a thank you, there's access to a private discussion group. Um, we have all kinds of great discussions on there just this Easter. This week weekend was Easter, if you're listening in the future. Um, we were processing, you know, how are we going to deal with getting back together with family for meals, maybe being feel obliged to go to church services with them when we don't want to and we find it traumatic. And um, people were putting together bingo cards with uh, funny things uh, so we could like laugh our way through the service somewhat um, survive our, our way through and so there's all kinds of fun um, uh, over there but there's also a really serious connection um, happening and, and, and helpful space for people to process their pain their their suffering their questions um, and so it would be great to have you in there that's a that's a perk if you do um, support what I'm doing um, it's a really very small paywall there there's just five bucks a month is the 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 cheapest option there and for that you get access to the, the discussion group and we also get together and have voice chats fairly regularly we do video chats and different things like that there's a book club um and so it'd be great to see you in there there's never any need i'm still fully accessible you can message me anytime on instagram um the resources will always be free and so it'd be great to see you in there but never any need um it's, it's just letting people know that this is how I pay the bills. And some some months the bills get a bit closer to um, home than I'd like. Um, and so absolutely uh, value every one of you that is um, able and willing to, to support what I'm doing. I, you know, I, I do this and without any uh, income at all because I believe it is really important. Um, and I know many of you as well um, truly believe in what I'm doing and, and, and what this movement of deconstruction is doing to help people that are processing that are going through radical faith shifts all right enough about me let's go back into uh, developmental theories we start this episode i really hope you enjoy this um i'll try and give some resources at the other end as well um so you can dive into this a bit deeper if it really grabs you um all right love you all enjoy the episode so as part of my work, I talk to thousands upon thousands of people that are going through this journey of deconstruction. And again and again and again, people ask, am I going to be okay? What, what's happening to me? Where am I going? How does this end? Am I going to lose my faith in God? Am I going to go to hell? Am I going to become an atheist? Am I going to go back to Christianity? What will happen? Um, and as we covered in the prior video of uh, what is deconstruction, I can't give you a black and white answer on where you will end in your faith, in your spirituality. Um, a lot of people will try that, as we covered in the reconstruction video. Um, but I can't do that. I, I, I honestly can't tell you how this ends for you. Um, I can tell you a whole host of things like it gets better, it gets easier. Um, you find peace with the journey. And people end up where they want to end up, generally speaking. They might not end up where they would have wanted to end up. You know, in the past as a Christian, I imagine most of Christians would not say they want to end up as an atheist. But the one who does end up as an atheist, generally speaking, comes to peace with that and wants to be an atheist. Um, 
ultimately you are in charge of this process. You are in charge of your journey. Um, just that is a hard thing to navigate. Um, generally speaking, most people that grew up in conventional Christian world aren't in charge of their own journey. Um, now, of course, on some level they are, but they, they forfeit that. They give that up to um, give over their their journey, their autonomy to um, a greater thing than them. Christianity, God, the Bible, uh, the pastor, the, their leaders, their accountability, their peers. You know, there's, there's an element of giving up your own desire, your own dreams, your own wishes, your own um, rational thought even to... Um, find peace and security and safety in this faith. Um, and so there is a, uh, it's a, it's a hard thing to grasp, to suddenly have your own autonomy, to have to make your own decisions, to find that you are the authority, that you may, you can still find other authorities, you know, so you can look to someone and go, oh, I'm going to give you an authority to speak into my life because you're an expert in a certain area. Um, but you're not just given an authority and have to accept it. You're not just told, well, this is the pastor and he knows everything and just do what he tells you. So this is a really, really complex time for most people that go through deconstruction. There's a lot up in the air. You're going through a radical shift of the way of life. It's not just a few beliefs that get upturned. As, as you step out of um, believing as conventional Christians do, what happens is you are generally going on a radical shift in the way you see the world. I often use a developmental theory called spiral dynamics to explain this. Now, just briefly, I'll go over this um, because I think it's really helpful for people that are going through this journey to understand what's happening to them on a very psychological level. Um, as I said, I can't tell you where you will go, but I can tell you what's happening to you on a psychological level as you go through this process. Basically, there's hundreds of different developmental models. All throughout the world, people have been developing developmental models um, for the last hundred years or so. And a developmental model is when people look at humanity as a whole, groups of people as a whole, and say, how do they develop as time goes on um, in the way they think about X, Y, or Z? So uh, one that most people have heard of is the hierarchy of needs by Maslow, right? So that's a needs developmental model. It's how people progress as they grow up and as they as they fulfill one need or one level, they move on to the next level. So once they have fulfilled, I'm safe, I've got food, I've got drink, they move on and they want to fulfill the next level. And, and you can only move on to the next level and, and, and live in that next level when the prior levels feel safe and are certain and you can quite quickly drop down to the lower levels if suddenly maybe you lost your job and you're not sure how you're going to feed your kids that quickly will bring you right down to okay I need to make sure I get food and drink so you've got models like the needs developmental model by Maslow you've got models like ego development um, by Kurt Greuter or Lovinger you've got models like moral developmental theory um by Colbert, you know, so there's different things that show us that we develop in stages. Um, so something like moral development is really interesting, um, a bit of a sidetrack, but it'll give you an idea of what we're talking about. Early on, um, morality is quite mystical and magical, and we're not sure why we do things, but we, we you know, we, we incorporate some mysticism in things because we don't understand things. Later on, we start to decide that there is rules and structures around all this morality, and we, and we must do the right thing because the gods will be angry. Maybe we'll go to hell. Maybe we won't go to heaven. Um, the very earliest stages, maybe you do whatever the heck you want. It doesn't matter, you know? So there's these, these logical steps in, in a healthy progression. And then what happens as time goes on is you go, well, actually, maybe I'll be moral 
um, beyond just a future reward because I want to be a moral person. I want to be someone that does the right thing. So I'm not doing it to be rewarded by heaven or to avoid hell. I'm doing it because I want to do the right thing. And so that's an, another stage of growing up, of developing in your morality. So the one I want to talk about right now, and, and there's, like I said, there's hundreds, but one that I like to talk about is something called spiral dynamics, which is a value developmental model. And so it's how we um, have internal values and how they develop as we grow up and develop psychologically. And the reason it's so important is values are so broad, right? They can cover entire societies, entire groups. They also cover our individual selves. And so what you'll see is as people grow up, and I'm not going to go through the whole model. I've got a whole set of teaching on this, 15 hours of teaching on my podcast or on YouTube. So check that out if you're interested. I'll link in the, in the links um, below. But what happens is Generally speaking, most people that are in conventional Christianity are a stage called conventional. Uh, in spiral dynamics, this is stage blue. They give them colors rather than names because they don't want uh, an association of negative or positive with any name we might think, oh, conventional, that's bad. Or we might think, oh, conventional, that's good. Um, so they tend to use colors. But every stage is important. Every stage is good. It just isn't always good at every point, right? Just as the hierarchy of needs is good to find food. But it's not good if you're still finding food when you've been full for three days and you just keep eating, right? You go, oh, wait, I should probably stop eating and I should move on to developing, uh, developing something else. Uh, in the same way, in, in spiral dynamics, maybe early stages are about developing your ego and finding power in yourself. But that can be very unhealthy if you stay there always. You're going to become a narcissist. So you need to grow up and you need to learn, oh, this is how I work in a group. And this is how uh, rules work and structure and organization and discipline and loyalty. And this is the sort of thing that happens at conventional stage. Conventional stage is all about finding security and safety and comfort. Um, and it's it's very common for people that are conventional Christians to be at this stage. Um, at conventional stage, you look to authority figures, whether it's a religious text, a god, a king, a pope, uh, a pastor. You look to an authority figure that's given to you and it's, and it's just been told, this is the authority. This is the one that knows the right way to live life. If you do what they say, you will be rewarded. If you don't do what they say, you will probably be punished. Um, and it's very focused on fitting in and on surviving as a group, as an organism. And as, as I'm describing this, you can think, yeah, that sounds like a lot of conventional Christians. It maybe sounded like me, right? I, I was a conventional Christian for a long time and I was definitely at that conventional stage. Um, I was very much about fitting in into the group, operating in, within the rules and doing what was right, avoiding what was wrong, pleasing God, hoping to be rewarded in the future with heaven, avoiding hell, definitely at all costs. What happens, though, is at each stage, at certain points, there becomes a... Um, a transformational dilemma. And what happens is we fully kind of work out that stage and we get to the, the, the point where we've, we've lived in that stage long enough that we start to hit a ceiling and go, huh, there's not really much room for me to grow. I, I feel a bit contained. I feel like there's something more to this. And I'm noticing some problems with this stage. This stage doesn't do everything for me. I, I need to grow, right? So at the stage before conventional, which is often called ego or power, it's stage red in spiral dynamics, um, 
it's a healthy stage to develop a self, an identity, to know what you want, to know what you don't want, to go after what you want. But if you just stay in that stage long enough, what happens is you become a bit of an egomaniac, right? You become the narcissist. You become the, you can be violent. You can be quite aggressive and just take what you need. Um, it can land you up in jail, you know, or you can become a, a warlord um, if you stay at that stage. And so as they hit their ceiling, they realize, gosh, we need, to, I need to work in the group a bit better. This doesn't work for me fully, actually. And, and just me always trying to get what I want actually fails me sometimes. Might even end with me getting uh, de deposed or beheaded. Um, so I need to figure out how to work in a group. And so it moves into that next stage of conventional and starts to build a bit more of a, a, a healthy, stable environment for itself. So it's a healthy growth. This happens in children as well. So stage red would be um, quite young, maybe like between the ages of like one and a half, uh, no, probably not one and a half, sorry, two to maybe four would be sort of stage red. And then as they go out of that and they start to develop empathy between the ages of four and six, they start to move into stage blue and, and want a bit of that conventional safety and security and certainty. And they want some rules and regulations. They want to operate in the family. They stop just screaming, no, 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 all the time. And they realize, well, actually, if I, if I talk, if I uh, ask, you know, I might get my way as much. And actually people might not end up hating me a lot of the time. Um, what we're looking at when it looks to deconstructing Christians is the transition out of conventional into the next stage. We go out of blue into a stage called orange and orange is often called modern, it's called autonomous, it's called individualistic, um, it's called rational. There's a lot of names for this. Again, I don't like to focus on the names because some people think that's positive or negative or they try and place one level above the other as better or anything like that. Um, and as I said, none is better than the other. They're just better than the other at different times, okay? So if someone runs in with a gun and starts shooting, you're going to drop to your most base level where you look for safety and you are looking for how do I make sure I live to the next moment? You're glad you have that developmental stage in you, right? You're not looking for the highest developmental stage where you're looking at it esoterically and trying to um, figure out how we can build a systemic uh, situation where gun control is, 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 is in place and people wouldn't be able to run in with a gun. That's not important in that moment, right? In that moment, you're thinking, how do I live to the next moment? And so every stage has importance at different points in our lives and at different points of our day. Um, okay, so... We, we shift from that conventional stage to the orange stage, the modern stage. And the modern stage came about initially on the scene for humans around the time of the Enlightenment. And it realizes that the, the issues with, with stage blue, it, the, it has a lot of positives. It helps create stability. It builds beautiful communities in a lot of ways. It's taught that egomaniac at red to love. Now, its love is quite exclusive, right? It's very... Um, limited. There's quite a small in-group, but that in-group is very loving and caring, that family dynamic, that church, that um, city. It could be that country, right? If you're, you're very nationalistic, you're probably very blue in a lot of ways. Um, so it's very it's very small in its um, extension of, of love and acceptance, but love and acceptance is a big step up from being an egomaniac and a narcissist, right? And so there, a lot of good things came about blue, but you start to realize hey, we're being quite exclusive, uh, uh, Blue. It realizes, gosh, there's, there's actually more going on in the world than just my little group. And it starts to realize, huh, my authority figure isn't as knowledgeable about everything as I thought. 
actually there's very knowledgeable people around the world in certain areas that are much more knowledgeable than my pastor, right? Your pastor is not likely to be an expert in uh, linguistics or uh, epidemiology or, you know, you wouldn't go to your pastor for heart surgery, you know? Um, there's, you would go to a heart surgeon and you know that the heart surgeon is gonna do a better job. Um, and so Orange starts to think very rationally. It, uh, it, it challenges, it questions, and it, it looks for its own individuality as well. It starts to say, you know what, it's good that I'm a part of this healthy community, but I give up a lot of my own individuality and my own desires, my own dreams to fit into this community. I'm giving up a lot now for a future rewards that I'm not entirely sure I'm going to get. Um, and so it starts to ask all these questions. It starts to explore what does it look like to be my own individual, to be my own autonomous self. And that transition can be really hard. It's very exciting. It's very new. It's wonderful. You step into all kinds of growth and questioning and learning and, and you start to build your own self-identity and, and develop yourself more. You can start developing your own things and, and, and dreams and passions. And so it's, it's a very wonderful and beautiful stage. This is a very healthy progression. It's a very good thing, but it's a very scary thing you have also lost certainty and safety and security that comes from being within a bit more of a boxed in structure, within a structure that gets absolutes given from on high and this is the way it is and if you just do this, you'll get this. That's a nice feeling. That's a really healthy and um, uh, a place to be, to be feeling safe and certain and secure. But it's not enough. Um, and so people move beyond that. And that's what's happened for those that deconstruct. What's happening is they're going through this psychological shift where they've hit the limitations of that blue stage and they're moving on into orange. Now, when we move on, we keep all the prior stages. Like I said, blue is still a part of you. Red is still a part of you. The prior stages before that, the very most primitive stages where you are literally just thinking, how do I eat and drink and have shelter? Those are still a part of you, right? Um, I guarantee if you start running out of money, you're going to very quickly start thinking, how do I pay my rent? How am I going to eat? How am I going to feed the kids? You know, those are still very much a part of you. You still have that that ego that was developed at stage red. You still have that that desire for um, security and, and some rules and some regulations, some structure. We all like that. We, we like to be loyal. We like to be disciplined and, and do those things. Like Those are healthy things in the right contexts. So as we grow, we learn to contextualize the prior stages and bring them with us. Uh, a lot of people call this transcendent includes. Ken Wilber, you've maybe heard it if you're um, in the Christian world, you'll have heard it through uh, Rob Bell, uh, Richard Rohr. They, they use the same language, the Ken Wilber transcend and include. Um, and so as we move into orange, we're transcending those limited ways of seeing life, that, that living under an authority that tells you what you should believe. But we're also in some way moving beyond feeling absolutely certain and secure and safe. And that's really scary. It's really, really scary. And so there's a few things I want to say. Okay, this is not the final stage. We continue to move on. The, the, each stage is not better than the prior. You can't look at how developmental models work and just look at the very last one and go, if I was that, I'd be a healthy, happy human. It's not true at all. You can be very flawed and have developed a lot in your psychology and in your value system. Okay, so it's not about growing it up as fast as you can and getting to the later stages or whatever. It's not that at all. Every stage is right for different people at different times. And so you will find that being in this stage of orange is really important for you right now. 
That's where you are. That's what's important to you. It's important to your development that you go through this stage of learning to reclaim a bit of your autonomy, to learning to look at things a bit more rationally, question things, um, to figure out what do I believe and, and, and can I be so certain about this or that, to question your authority figures and go, do they really know everything? Um, those are really important things that you're going to have to develop. Um, you know, questioning, well, yeah, th these rules and regulations can be helpful in certain contexts, but surely there's context here and sometimes they're not helpful and sometimes we need to step beyond that. You know, things like, yeah, okay, I understand why um, that was illegal 4,000 years ago, but can we admit that 4,000 years on, maybe some things have changed and we should look at it in a different context? Um, you know, so you can look at it and go, yeah, of course, uh, you know, virginity was important to people getting married, uh, you know, 4,000 years ago because women were property and you had to ensure that the child that they bore was definitely your lineage because lineage was how all money flowed and all power flowed. And, and, and of course, you had to ensure that your daughter was a virgin because you were selling her to a human. Uh, you know, selling her as property to a human, a male. Um, but we then in the 21st century can maybe start questioning that. Uh, uh, people at Stage Blue don't question that. They just go, well, no, God says that virginity is important, which of course is not a massive uh, thing that comes up in the Bible. It's just the culture of the Bible. It's the culture of when the Bible is written. But they can't see that. They just go, no, God says virginity is important. We must uphold that. We must not um, have sex when we go on dates. Of course, no one went on dates in the Bible because people were bought and traded in marriage, even in the poorest of uh, contexts. Marriage didn't, you didn't go on a date with someone and fall in love and then get engaged and then get married. It's like, that's not how it worked in that culture. You know, it was, it was pretty uh, brutal. You wouldn't want to go back to a biblical marriage model, trust me. Um, so the point is that at Stage Orange, you can start looking at that and going, huh, it's kind of a bit weird because women aren't property anymore. And we marry for love, not for, um, you know, familial, relational um, power dynamics and, and financial incentive and gain. Um, and also we've got contraception. So, of course, you know, I can, you know, not have a child or make sure I have a child with the person I want to. You know, lots of things have changed here. So we need to recontextualize this and look at it in a different way. And, yeah, there might be some components about um, how the Bible suggests you do a relationship that might be really healthy. But they're contextual, right? Uh, and so this is a sort of work that the, that the stage orange is going to start doing. It's going to contextualize those prior stages and it's going to grow and develop in its ability to have these conversations, ability to look at these things in new ways. And this is so important as we understand ourselves, what we're going through. So like I said, I can't tell you where you end up. I can't tell you what your spirituality will be in the end. Um, but I can say if you study developmental models, you can at least say, oh, this is how I'm going to grow up psychologically. This is this is how I'm going to develop. Um, so the stage beyond orange, and a lot of you will be um, in this stage as well. You're never in one stage. Usually you kind of tiptoe amongst a few different stages within different parts of you. But the stage beyond orange is called green, and it's most commonly called postmodern or pluralistic. Um, and, and stage green starts to go, gosh, I've grown so much. So at orange, the limitations as we grow, we start to develop our, ourself and we start to become uh, something so much better than I could have been at stage blue. And I'm growing and I'm, I'm more intelligent or not intelligent, but more rational, more able to think for myself and more able to figure out who should be an authority in my life and who shouldn't be. Um, and I'm, I'm really learning to my way is amazing. And I'm enjoying being a, a, my own individual. Um, but there are limitations to it. 
you know, the, the limitations start to come about and you start to realize, gosh, I, I miss that community a lot though. I'd really love to start having community, but I don't want it to be that exclusive community. I want it to be a more inclusive community. I want it to be open to everyone. Um, and so the next stage becomes much more broad in its expansive inclusiveness. And it, and it starts to think about other people a lot more. Orange at, at its worst can sometimes be a bit selfish, can sometimes be a bit insular. If you look at this as a society, um, stage blue uh, runs right through until maybe the, you know, probably 17, 1800s, really. Um, and then we see the emergence of stage orange, which ultimately in its, in its best and worst forms is capitalism. It's this, it's this individual, you can do it, you can build something, you can develop something. If you put your mind to it, you focus on it, you develop it, you can rationally figure it out. It's science, it's, it's capitalism. These are good things that have brought us to a lot of very, very healthy places. But as it develops, we start hitting the problems. And so this is like people mention late stage capitalism, right? So once you get to the end of this process, you go, oh, this can be really problematic though and very toxic and very harmful. Um, you know, with, with, um, with a lot of these stages, um, as we go on, we look back and go, gosh, there's a lot of unhealthy stuff in there. Really unhealthy. So maybe you might look at um, something like slavery. As orange became um, a, a dominant force in the world, countries that became orange, all, all of them ended slavery. It might have taken them a bit of time, but that process of them becoming more rational, understanding individual rights and going, gosh, wow, it's not just about my little group, white people, my little group, Christians, my little group, Americans, my little group, my family. It's about all of us. We're all individuals and we're all important, right? And so suddenly slavery must be abolished. But we didn't really do much about racism, did we? We really didn't. And so actually we start to see as we keep moving forward in orange, we start to go, gosh, there's limitations here. We have not fixed these issues. We have not worked on these issues. And so stage green, as it becomes more inclusive, as it starts building communities that are broader, as it looks beyond its little group of white people, uh, people from Cleveland, people from America, uh, people in the West, you know, um, this can this can be a very limited way to see the world. It, as it opens up a bit broader, it starts to go, gosh, we have a lot of work to do. And so at Green, you're going to see an emergence and an explosion of social justice. Social justice came on the scene in orange, but it really comes about in full fruition at stage green. And so again, we start to see these stages of development and growth where we go, oh gosh, I'm developing, I'm growing, I'm, I'm becoming more healthy, more inclusive, more loving, more stable and, 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 and solid as, as I become a, a, a more developed human being. And so I can't tell you what your position will be on those social justice issues. I can't tell you uh, what faith you'll have as you move into those new communities. But I can tell you that these are the stages that we grow through. These, these, these work, you, the studies that involve these, they look at tens of thousands of people and there's hundreds of developmental models and they all overlap and move in the same direction. The direction is always the same across all cultures, all communities, all throughout the world and even all throughout certain times in history. Um, and so we see that, that you can be quite certain that you're going to grow up in a, a very um, linear way in a lot of ways. Um, some people stop growing up. Some people stop moving forward uh, unless they have big challenges in their life. A lot, of, a lot of people don't hit these transformational dilemmas unless they have some big challenge. When we talked about why do people deconstruct, we talked about how much of that is often a profound impact of someone loving them 
but even more often a profound impact of some form of suffering. Usually it requires something like this for you to hit a limitation and start to realize I need to move beyond the stage I'm at. I, I need to broaden my mind and look at things a bit more um, openly. Um, and so this is what you're going through. And, and the reason I spent so much time on this, you might think, God, what the hell are you talking about, Phil? Why the fuck is this important? It really is very important. Trust me. It's, it's important so you understand yourself and what you're going through. But what we're going to look at in some of the future videos is we're going to look at things like, how do I talk to my family? How do I tell people that I have deconstructed? How do I come out as um, holding a different position than a conventional Christian? Things like that are so hard to do unless you start to grasp things like developmental theory, unless you start to grasp, gosh, I'm not having a conversation orange to orange. I'm having a conversation orange to blue. They don't think the way I think. I have to try and figure out a way to communicate to the stage they're at. A good way to see this, right, is um, we might look at age and you might think, well, um, a five-year-old is not worse than a 15-year-old and they're not worse than a 60-year-old, right? That you just are the age you are at the stage you are and you know what you know and you've learned what you've learned. It's not that um, a kindergarten lesson is bad and a university lesson is good. It's just that a kindergarten lesson is the best thing in the world to someone at kindergarten. But if you're a university student, you probably find it a bit dull. And on the flip side, a university uh, class is very good to someone that's at university or college but it's probably very unhelpful to someone in kindergarten, right? Um, and so age isn't important. It, it, your stage of development isn't, um, isn't good or bad. It just is what it is. But let's look at that a bit closer. If you were five, um, or sorry, if you were 15 and you had to talk to someone that was five about maths, you're not gonna talk to them about the algebra you're learning in high school, right? Because someone at five is probably barely learning to, you know, count and do some basic um, addition and subtraction, maybe, you know. Uh, and so the conversation you're going to have, you have to stop, take a step back and go, OK, I can't talk about the things that I'm aware of and that I know algebra and things like that. I have to get into the mind of a five year old. I have to look at that person at a different stage and go, what do they understand? How do they understand it? How do I explain it? Might be an even better example to explain something like, um, how the world works. Maybe you want to talk to your kids about sex, right? You're going to have a different conversation if you're a 40-year-old, a different conversation with your 15-year-old kid than a six-year-old kid, right? So with a 15-year-old kid, things might get quite explicit as you explain things and you go, hey, this is what it looks like. This is what you're, you're dealing with. This is what is going on. These are the ups. These are the downs. These are how you have these conversations. This is what sex looks like. It's going to be messy and, and, and all kinds of wonderful things you're not gonna go into that detail with a six-year-old. They're not at the stage where they can understand those things. They're not at the stage where they uh, have developed in their body to understand these things. They don't have those hormones rushing around in the same way. Um, and so you're just not needing to have that same conversation. So you figure out what stage people are at and you come and meet them where they are. It's the same principle we're dealing with when we talk to conventional Christians when we have moved beyond that. Um, and when I say move beyond that, I don't mean that we have stopped being blue we still have all of that blue within us and and if we're going to be healthy we need to maintain that blue in its right context um so it's not that you're better than that person you just have moved to a place where blue doesn't serve you anymore 
You need orange to keep growing and keep developing. But blue is serving that person right now and they can't move on to orange yet. They need to keep moving in blue. You can't move on uh, to high school till you graduate middle school, right? You need to finish that process until you before you can move on. And so we need to be really careful. We're not trying to drag people into our current stage. Anyway, that's a, a, a sneak peek of what we'll talk about when we start talking about how to interact with other people um, about our process of deconstruction. And I hope you can see that this is really important for how we understand our own journey and it can make us feel a bit safer and a bit more secure about where we're at. What we're going through is really normal. Everyone in the world goes through this process of growing up, of developing psychologically, of moving through hard transitional seasons, of finding good parts and bad parts and dealing with all of those ups and downs. That's really normal. How it's affecting your spirituality is actually just a small part of it. If you actually take a step back and look at it, you're probably finding that this affects how you think about science, how you think about politics, how you think about uh, family, how you think about sex. All these different things are being influenced. Um, And so this is a massive shift that you're going through. It's normal to feel terrified and unstable and like you're going all over the place. That's really, really normal. Um, And it's okay. Try not to panic. Um, If you want to study these models a bit more, they can be really helpful for you to understand the journey you're going through to figure it out. Like I said, don't fall into the trap of just trying to move into later stages thinking that's better. It's not. You, You need to go to the stage you're at. Right. Don't be the, the five year old that wants to go to high school um, only for the high school student to know, gosh, I wish I was five again. Right. I mean, you know, we all realize it is good and bad at every stage. Right. Um, and so recognize that. But also think about it when you're looking at these developmental models, think about them as to how they can help you interact with other people as well. Because every person you talk to is somewhere on this journey of growing up, of developing, of building stage upon stage upon stage. Um, And while they might be able to interact on different stages they have already um, moved beyond, they are not able to interact at a a stage uh, level beyond where they currently are. So just as maybe you might be a stage orange, you can probably, if you get into the right mindset, you can go back and meet um, someone that's quite narcissistic and egocentric uh, at that stage red and, and have a conversation with them, understand and go, gosh, yeah, on some level, I can remember what it was like to be trying to build my ego and be a bit um, selfish and things. I, I can understand that. But they're not going to understand what it's like to be at stage orange. They're not going to understand what it is to be driven by rationality and, and figure out your own autonomy um, without harming others and to put others before yourself at times. And, you know, these really complex later stage ideas are not accessible to someone that is still learning very basic um, parts of being human. Um, And so, of course, most of us have grown up beyond stage right, okay? The vast majority of us have. And so you're not going to deal with many people like that, maybe an occasional narcissist or a toddler. Um, But generally speaking, most people are going to be at that stage blue or further along. To give you an idea, that stage blue, if you're looking at America right now, about 60% of America are at stage blue or lower. So it's a very, um, very dominant amount of people. Um, now, that's a center of gravity. That's the majority of their makeup because lots of us are at blue and orange and a bit red and, and we kind of 
operate in a lot of those different stages at once. You might maybe when hearing those descriptions say, gosh, I'm orange, yeah, but I'm also really green. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so you're gonna be a, a mixture. But when we look at the, the overall, what is the, when you look at your day-to-day -day life, how you think, how you operate, the bulk of that, what is it driven by? The bulk for the majority of Americans is still at stage blue or lower, okay? Um, now, a lot of people are at stage orange and a lot of people are centered at stage orange where the bulk of their, their thinking is stage orange. And, and there's quite a few people at stage green in America as well and, and beyond, of course. Um, and so it's, it's not as black and white as if you look at every person in your, in your country and go, oh, gosh, they're probably at blue. Not at all. But it gives you an idea that there's a lot of people out there that are. And as someone that's grown up in a conventional Christian home, you probably will find that most of your friends, most of your family, the community you've built in your church, the, the kind of bubble are going to be very centered on stage blue. They're going to be very centered on that authority figure that gives the rules, that they follow the rules to get the rewards in the future, to fit in this community, to have safety, certainty and security. Those are really important things to them. And so you're going to want to understand that stage as best you can. And you're going to want to understand the stage you're at as best you can. And then you're going to want to look at the stage you're most likely going to grow into at some point and expose yourself to that kind of thinking and that kind of thought. A general rule of thumb is that you disdain the stage you've left and you fear the stage that you're moving into. And so when, when you look at these different stages, you're going to find that on the whole, you look back at stage blue, that conventional stage, and you disdain it. You look down on it. You think it's crappy, it's, it's patriarchal, it's, it's sexist, it's, it's racist, it's, it's kind of lost in its magical, mythical thinking and I'm much more rational than that. There's lots of looking down on that prior stage and in some cases that's very well founded. Like yes, it can be very sexist, racist, etc, etc. Um, th there needs to be contextualization of that stage. You need to um, look at the prior stage and try and understand what was healthy for me in that stage, what did get developed in that stage that's healthy. And understand that that's probably why other people are at that stage still because it serves them and because it's where they're at um, and yes look at your own stage and, and live in your stage and, and fully embrace your stage and work in your stage because that's how you're going to keep growing in and, and eventually transcend and include this stage um, you're only going to find its limitations if you keep growing here um, but as you look forward you might find that the next stage is quite scary to you it's quite you may have some fear towards it um, because we tend to fear what comes uh, ahead and, and what we don't understand. It, it's very hard to understand the next stage. That's why I say maybe read some books or expose yourself to people on YouTube that are at the stage ahead of you. Um, and this is why, generally speaking, when you talk to someone at stage blue, where you've come out of and you're now in orange, you're going to look at blue and you're going to disdain it. It's going to be your natural response to disdain it a little bit and maybe speak down, um, maybe uh, be quite critical of it. That's not going to help in your interaction with those family members, with those friends. It's not going to build that relationship in, a, in a, any positive or constructive way. Um, it might require that you make some boundaries and you don't have those conversations at all for a while. We'll talk about that as we go into more relational components. But disdaining and looking down on the prior stage is something that you're going to have to work in and work through. But also remember that just as you fear where you may go and you don't understand, that's where you are for those people. The people at Stage Blue are fearful of where you are. They don't understand it. They, they can't comprehend it. And so understand that you're coming to them with some really, really scary stuff. They are scared. They are freaking out. Um, and so try as best you can to make those people feel safe. We'll go into that 
in a future video in a lot more depth. But I hope this has been helpful as a, just a rough overview of what's going on in my mind. What is the journey I'm going on? What is happening? People ask, is there a roadmap for deconstruction? Not at all. You're going to go all over the place. You're going to explore wherever you have curiosity. You're going to ask questions no one else has asked and go in that direction. And then someone else's, your friend is going to deconstruct and they're going to ask totally different questions and go in a different direction. That's the normal part of deconstruction. But what I can say is if you look at developmental models, you'll at least understand what's going to happen to the way I see, the way I think. Um, not what I think, but the way I engage with these ideas. It's going to be really helpful for you. As I said, I've got a very in-depth series on the, the spiral dynamics um, theory. It's got a lot of it um, focuses as well around uh, Christian thought. And so how people can hold on to their Christian thought as they go through a spiral. That might not be important to a lot of you deconstructing, but to some deconstructing, they really want to hold on to Christianity. And they go, well, is it possible to still be a Christian and hold on to rationality and, and redefine what authority figures look like and stuff? And, and so I've tried to help people see what that might look like for them if that's really important to them. But it's certainly a great exercise to to study that and to look at that. And so if you want to, it's, it's free. It's on my podcast. It's on, it's on YouTube. Um, and so do make yourselves... Uh, uh, make a veil of that and enjoy it. Um, it, it really will help you. I have, I have every faith that it will give you a, somewhat of a roadmap as at least of your own internal journey, not maybe what you believe and how you live um, fully, but it, it might give you something to hold on to and make you feel a bit safer as you keep moving forward. All right, that's enough for me. I love all of you. I'll see you again in a future video. All right, so that was a very brief kind of introduction to developmental theory. Um, there are so many different developmental theories. I really encourage you to check loads of them out. I mean, tons. There's um, Lovinger, there's uh, Kurt Greuter's um, ego development theory. There is uh, Claire Graves' spiral dynamics. I'm a big fan of that because it talks about um, developmental theory through this perspective of values, which is a very broad uh, approach. And so it gives you a lot to look at. Um, and can very much play into religion and faith. Um, talking of faith, there's um, James Fowler's um, model of faith development. Um, and so, yeah, there's just lots and lots of different um, areas to explore. I'll put some links in the show notes. Um, I, I know I mentioned a few in the episode as well, so hopefully you noted some of them down. Um, if not, shoot me a message anytime. I'm on, um, I'm on Instagram, it's just Phil Drysdale. I'm happy to point you in some different directions, recommend some books, some podcasts, YouTube series. Um, I myself have a, a YouTube series on this. Um, you just search my name in Spiral Dynamics, you'll find that. I'll put a link below to the first episode of that. Um, it's just a very, very helpful model. Um, it might not be helpful to everyone, um, and I, I would never pretend to presume it is helpful to everyone, but I know that many people that have engaged with it have found it really helped them find themselves on the on the journey, you know, to be able to look at how humans develop and evolve and go, oh, I'm here. Cool. Okay, cool. I can see where I was and I can see where I am. And I also can see there's a future for me. There's, there's other places that I will grow to that I'm definitely not ready for. Usually when you look ahead on the model, you start to panic because you're like, whoa, don't like that. Um, but put that to the side, generally speaking, it's not, it's not worth pushing yourself too much. Um, it's, it's better to figure out where you are right now and just, and to be in that place and to allow yourself to evolve and grow naturally. Um, in the next episode, next Monday, we're going to be looking at how 
um, we can talk to our loved ones about our deconstruction. How do we begin to have those conversations with loved ones about the fact that we're deconstructing? This is a really hard topic, um, and and it's probably on the hearts of many many people as they as they deconstruct. How am I going to tell the people I love about this? And actually, developmental theory has a huge um, uh, role to play in this. You know, understanding that people are are at just a very different stage in their development. You know, how they think is different to how you think. So you'll both be having a very quote-unquote rational discussion, but you'll be having two completely different discussions and think the other person is completely irrational. Um, and so, you know, these things are really important to understand so you can understand where people are coming from and also so you can understand your own potential um, flaws and and pitfalls that you might fall into. Um, there's, it's not that later stages are better than a prior stage. That's not true. All stages have pros and cons. Um, generally speaking, the pros of the next stage are working on the cons of the prior stage. Generally speaking, you might be um, uh, generally uh, you might consider yourself a more healthy whole person for the situation that you find yourself in. Um, but you're not necessarily a more healthy person for a very different situation, you know. If I took you back um, a few thousand years ago and chucked you into a society, you'd probably be a very unhealthy person as a very involved and quote-unquote what you might think is very enlightened person today. Um, you'd probably not get very far. Um, and your amazing advancements that you've had as far as how you perceive the world and the values that you shape might actually set you back very much and cause you to get into a lot of trouble. And so different seasons, different stages, that's an extreme season, right? 2000 years ago or something. Um, but just different seasons as in you five years ago, if you had uh, had all the views that you have today, you probably find yourself in a lot of problems and, and a lot of trouble and you wouldn't have been able to function very well. You needed to be where you needed to be to continue to grow. Um, and even that is a very helpful process. A lot of people that go through um, studying things like developmental theory start to be able to integrate the past as well. They start to be able to look at the seasons in life where they look back and go, oh, what a waste of time, or oh, I regret that so much, or I feel so much shame. They can start to look at it and go, yeah, there's some really fucked up and shit stuff going on. Absolutely, I regret some of the decisions I made. I really hate that teaching or that theology. But I can see that that's what I needed at the time. And it's what helped me find my place in the world and develop the skills I needed at the time. And it's helped me become who I am today, who I'm very thankful for. I'm a much better person um, than I was back then. And so that was part of my growth and part of my journey. Um, and so I think this is a really helpful model. Um, I do recommend maybe checking Spiral Dynamics out as a starting point. Uh, I've got a series on YouTube and on my podcast. Um, it's just called Spiral Dynamics. Um, Rob Bell and his son did a great series. If you check out Rob Bell's podcast, I think it's called Me, We, Everyone. Very good introduction to Spiral Dynamics. Um, myself and John Steingard recorded a great introduction to Spiral Dynamics, a couple hours long, and, and it kind of goes into more of the different stages. It's very... Um, brief overview. I know it's a couple hours long, but that's a brief overview. Um, it, but it, it, it's a very good introduction if you're looking for something um, not so in-depth. You know, my, my main series is about 15 hours. I think Rob Bell and Trace's introduction to the topic is six hours, you know, so it gives you an idea. This is a very complex and broad topic. Um, and so uh, I think I did pretty well actually doing it uh, just as a snapshot covering the deconstruction component um, within that and just a you know, 45 minutes or so. Um, but yeah, I think this is really going to help you. Uh, it may not 
I might be completely wrong, I might be completely off. I'm assuming if you've listened this long, you're at least intrigued. Um, and so I do encourage you to, to look a bit deeper at this and, and maybe see if you can find out where am I, what development stage am I at, what development stage are other people in my life at, and how does that affect how I might be able to relate to them more healthily, cause less issues uh, to crop up and conflicts to arise, um, at least where they're not needed to. Um, generally speaking, of course, we're going to have to have some conflict sometimes, especially when dealing with people that are in a very different place. Um, but there are ways we can mitigate that. And that's what we'll look at next week when we uh, cover how to talk to loved ones. As I said at the beginning, check out the deconstructionnetwork.com if you want to um, connect with other people that are deconstructing in your local area. Check out patreon.com slash or phildrysdale.com slash partner if you want to support what I'm doing and be a part of our online community as well. We'd love to have you in there. That's enough for me this Thursday. I'm really excited. We are going to have our episode with Dirty Rotten Church Kids. Adrian and Josh are back um, and we have a, a fun chat about Easter, um, about what it's like to deconstruct while running a, a, a platform that people are looking to you uh, for guidance and for input and for your take. And um, and that was a, it's a great conversation. I, I, really, um, I really enjoyed chatting with them. I always enjoy chatting with those guys. Um, and so yeah keep an eye out for that on thursday um yeah i'll see you then love you all peace